And welcome everybody to another episode of the Animaniacast. Hey, I want to talk to my lawyer. I don't think so. Hello? Hello, Mr. Lawyer Man? Just what do you think you're doing? I'll get it. Yellow. Law officers of Lobster and Lobster, Yakko speaking. I'm in jail. Really? I'm in jail. Let me dial in my associate. Now stop all this nonsense. Ouch! Shh, quiet. Law officers of Lobster and Lobster, Dot speaking. We're in jail. Same. Maybe this is why we haven't made partner. And welcome, everybody, once again to the Animaniacast. This is the podcast that's dedicated to the animated series Animaniacs, as well as other shows in the Rugerverse, such as Pinky the Brain, Tiny Toon Adventures, and Freakazoid. And here we explore the series episode by episode, revisiting all the cultural references and gags. And of course, in the end, we give every episode a Water Tower rating. And we are continuing today our discussion of the Animaniacs reboot today with episode five. I am Joey, and joining me are my co-hosts, Nathan. Uh, you're the boss, Mr. Weenie Walkers. <laughs> and across the country in Georgia, it's Kelly. Hello. Hello. Well, uh, we're here. We're, we're, we're all getting ready for, for Christmas and everything and the holidays, so we figured... Why not mention? Why not go do an episode that just coincidentally happens to mention Santa twice? Yeah, and um, is very dark <laughs> in some parts. Merry Christmas! <laughs> Merry Christmas! Well, if you uh, could describe episode five, episode five, by the way, I should say, includes the segments "Good Warner Hunting," "No Brainer," and "Ralph Cam." Nathan Kelly, if you were to be asked, oh, I don't know, by, say, me, how would you describe this episode in just a few words? What would you say, Nathan? So this is like hypothetically if you had asked Hypo- me? <laughs> hypothetically if I had just asked you on That's a, a podcast. Um, oh, uh, I'd say it's like a controversial episode, maybe. I uh, maybe love it or I hate it. I don't know. One of the two. <laughs> All right, Kelly. <laughs> and what about you? Uh, I'd say we, we see some familiar characters yes we do (laughs) not maybe not in the way that we wanted to but yes we do uh well uh this episode as we all know premiered on november 20th of 2020 and nathan why don't you tell us what happened give us our november 20th trivia oh man so the year is 1947 we have princess elizabeth she gets married today to Lieutenant Philip Mountain, Mountbatten, who becomes wow. the Duke of Edinburgh at uh, Westminster Abbey in London. Of course, later Princess Elizabeth would become Queen Elizabeth uh, II. Is that what she is? Yeah. So that's a little 1947 that happened. I could tell you other things. I don't know. There's, we got to save uh, a lot of them, though, don't we? I mean, how many, how many do we I have? Don't know. How about this? In 1805, Beethoven's only opera... Fidelio premieres in Vienna. There you go. There's two fun facts for you. November 20th. Beethoven. <laughs> uh, yeah, I those people who are fans of the crown. There you go. That's your, that's your connection to Animaniacs now. 
Yeah. So I've I've ne- I've yet to see the crown, although my wife loves it and she's seen. It's good. It's really good. Yeah, she really the, the latest season with Princess Diana is she she really liked it, and uh, I've seen clips of it. I've seen like uh uh Jillian Anderson, that's her name, right? Doing yeah. the doing the Margaret Thatcher, which she's it's it was like oh man, I remember seeing Margaret Thatcher as a kid just. <laughs> This old it was Ronald Reagan and this old lady in England. That's who I remember. You know, so there we go. Uh, anyway, well, let's let's go ahead, I guess, and get right into our discussion of episode five. And uh, I think we'll start with the variable verse because we often forget those these days. Uh, and this, what was today's? It was it was a uh, forbidden domainy, if I'm not mistaken, right? Forbidden domainy. Yeah. Doing, I was doing that off of memory, by the way. I didn't even did look you, at the notes. You saw what she was Googling or looking for? No, I did not until I saw the notes right here. She says, is there a God pigeon? Now, that's pretty funny. There you go. I um, did, I, at first, I didn't even think I didn't think that uh, <laughs> that that uh, little variable verse was funny at all. But yeah, putting in God pigeon. That's that's cool. And it kind of relates to the episode. So that's good. it's one of the few variable verses that actually somewhat relates to it. So that's good. Yeah, that's that's true. That's uh, that that's something they did in the classic show from time to time. Yeah. Um, did we talk about uh, the comic book guy reference in this in the theme song? Well, I mean, there's like, the oh, I guess it's like the is, worst. Yeah, he says worst theme song ever. And then his name is graphic novel book graphic novel guy instead of okay guy. okay so there you go that's yet another thing that we yeah forgot to mention another. we mentioned lol mr lolhead though mr lolhead yes I think we did, so but yeah it's like it's like oh it's graphic novel but i get it now yeah i just this yeah. theme song i i just i i gotta be honest <laughs> with everybody i i kind of skip uh a lot i i mean i <laughs> I like the original theme song a lot more because I just looking at looking at all the other characters. Uh, this new theme song is so self-reflective, um, so self-referential, uh, I should say, uh, that it's just kind of like, yeah, I get it. I don't need to keep seeing that joke. It was it was kind of like cute, I guess, the first time in the first episode. But um, I don't know, especially no, no, in- I, I never understood what they were saying. I still can't. It still doesn't <laughs> sound like they're saying we did meta first. We did meta first. Now that I know what they're saying, I can hear it. It doesn't make sense to me still. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> well, it's and too meta. So fu- I don't and, get it. Yeah, it's so funny because it, meta in a lot of ways just kind of doesn't it kind of mean like you're breaking the fourth wall essentially and you're looking at the audience, you're acknowledging the audience, you're, you're so in no way did Animaniacs do meta first. <laughs> <laughs> but before the fans, they did it before the fans did. The fans will say we're so passe, but the Animaniacs did meta first. Like, what? Yeah, the, so there, which is not, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm not. The more I think about it, the more confused I'm going to get. It's too meta. It's too meta. You just don't get it. You just is don't it, get it. Yeah, it's too meta. That's why it's not uh, funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, at any rate, let's go ahead and get into an episode which I think is is going to be very interesting to talk about. Uh, it's called Good Warner Hunting. <laughs> And Good Warner Hunting was written by Lucas Crandles and Timothy Nash, and it was directed by Katie Rice. And uh, Nathan, why don't you tell us what happens here in Good Warner Hunting? 
Ooh, boy. Okay. So um, the Warners are sitting around uh, outside their, wa- their water tower going like, what are we going to do today? Um, maybe, and they're just pulling out slips of paper from a hat. Like maybe we'll uh, get a cow um, that's an archaleptic and uh, also a vampire. That's who we'll fight today. Not just any hat, by the way, but it was Wacko's hat. Yeah, Wacko has his hat off. Which is very, very yeah, rare, rare occurrence. <laughs> And he looked pretty cute without that hat on. He looked he's nice, nice, like this ha- hairstyle, I guess, without his hair. His hat, I should say. Yeah, he still has his hair. Who am I kidding? Face it, guys, we're out of ideas. It does feel like we've been doing a lot of the heavy lifting in this reboot. Yeah, didn't the show used to have more characters? And there, there was a little uh, trivia for the listeners. There were other characters in the Animaniacs besides the Warners. Yeah. Um, and they're like, yeah, what happened to Minerva Mink and all these other characters? And then cut to uh, Dr. Walter Grubb's house. And he's like say, listing all the other Animaniacs characters as well. He's got them all uh, on his wall uh, mounted up like uh, he's Well, we don't them. know that yet. We don't guess, know that yet. Well, he's like, oh, I just need three more. And he shows the I mount. Mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you kind of know. I mean, I think, but they don't yeah. show the big reveal quite okay. yet. Well, still, he's he's saying, I need three more to get my collection. And he looks at three empty mounts on the wall where he wants to. And he's a hunter, this Dr. Walter Grubb. We don't know his name yet. But he's always so like, okay, finally, I'll get my completed Animaniacs collection. So he sneaks onto the lot uh, dressed as some woman uh, holding a baby. Um, he unzips himself he becomes himself and he unzips the baby to become a shotgun and then he's he's gonna he smells some baloney in the air so that means there's the warners nearby because they got baloney in their slacks baloney <laughs> they're close how about a narcissistic big game hunter with unusually small feet well that's convenient get that for you baby oh. they, they go meet walter they find out that uh his name is indeed dr walter grubb uh and he's uh collecting you know specimens like uh different animals to complete his collection um and the warners are actually quite for it they they even volunteer to become taxidermy he's like no no you've got you have to run and i have to go catch you uh they find out that he's married uh even though he's not the most pretty looking pleased to meet you freak foot Wedding ring? You must uh, have a great personality. Or he's rich. Maybe it's a green card marriage. Uh, La Signora Grubb loves me very much, thank you. So, like, cut to next day, um, he's he's sees them playing in the friend's fountain, uh, and he has some, you know, sleeping darts, so he hits them with the sleeping darts, and they're, it's time for them to hit the hay, which they literally hit the hay, uh, and they start saying goodnight to everyone, including the hunter sneaking up with the, to a, on us with a net, and he uh, then has to read them a story, because he's like, oh, uh, you see me, you know, ha. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> Once upon a time, there were three little warners and a poor man's elm of fun. Did this book just insult me? It's our favorite story! Yeah, mister, don't stop now. Get to the good part. So the hunter stared angrily at the sweet children harboring resentful thoughts. 
And the hunter never realized that the whole thing was a trick to get him to fall asleep. <laughs> oh, for heaven. Next day, he's setting up a little uh, trap. So he gets the little lasso uh, rope uh, and puts a little, like, ice cream in the middle. And uh, each of the Warners comes and grabs some food. And every time, the first time, like, it gets him by the foot, then it gets him by the waist. It's getting the hunter instead each time. And the last time, he uh, actually just, uh, you know, combusts into flame uh, (laughs) randomly. At this point, he goes to the water tower. He's like, guys, I'm retiring. Hamster hoppers, to what do we owe the pleasure? Here to try and catch us again? Not at all, my fine animated friends. I'm not going to hunt you anymore. Well, how come, shrimp slippers? Aw, is it because you're real bad at it? Oh, oh, very good. No, not because I'm bad at it. No, it's because I've decided to retire from hunting, you see. It's because he's bad at it. No, it's... Mm. No. <laughs> it's because I want to preserve cartoons like yourselves for future generations. I've got a new mantra, you see. Take only photographs, leave only footprints. Baby-sized footprints. Not baby-sized footprints! Regular-sized footprints, regular! It turns out, though, his camera is actually a net, so when he takes a picture, he throws a net around the Warners, and then that's how he catches them. And that's when he shows them, this is my house, and look at on the wall are all the dead uh, characters from the Animaniacs. All the ones you love, uh, Skippy and Slappy and... Hip hippos, everyone's here. As you can see, you three will make a fine addition to my collection. Oh, so that's why the Good Feathers never responded to my LinkedIn requests. But oh, it gets better. This will be your new home until I mount you on the wall. Uh, it's a a gay old time. The Warners have a whole bit about calling their lawyer, which each lawyer is just the other Warner, so they're all in jail or whatever. Uh, and then they're, they're like, all right, well, it's time for you to go into your new home, which is like a, a water tower with spikes on it. Like, oh, scary. And they're like, oh, wait, um, there is one character that you must not have gotten, right? Um, they, they start naming these characters, and then they're like, what about Boo? What about... Boo. Boo who? Oh, don't cry, Mr. Man. I'm not crying, and I've no idea what you're talking about. Come on, Chicken Boo, the big old chicken. He wears a disguise to look like human guys. I can see why you haven't heard of him. He was the least popular character on the whole show. Um, well, I'm sure he wasn't the least. Bottom of every fan list! He's, he's sweating a lot, though, this, this Walter, Walter Grubb. He's sweating. He's, he's even leaning over kind of like a chicken. And and it turns out that Walter Grubb was Chicken Boo the whole time. So he breaks out of Walter Grubb's skin. It's very weird. His tiny feet turn into large chicken feet. hunted down every character from the original cast of Animaniacs one by one just because you were left out of the reboot? What the? 
uh, we find out that it was Boo because there's a contract that says Chicken Boo cannot be in the season no matter what. So uh, he uh, he was in this. He was. He uh, showed down. <laughs> he's actually the only one with uh, any lines of the <laughs> characters. Uh, <laughs> sort of, yeah, I guess. Um, and uh, they're like, oh, no, Chicken Boo got, got away. And they're like, well... You know, I think he'll get his comeuppance and cut to outside. All the characters that were dead are now alive again, so that's good somehow. And they're pulling off their mounts around their necks. They're pulling them off, and uh, they uh, chase Chicken Boo off, and uh, that's that's how it ends. That's how it ends with Chicken they, Boo being... We get that theme song, yeah, where disguise look like human guys. I'm angry, Chicken Boo. <laughs> that's how it goes. And, and if you're playing it in twice the speed or something. I know. I'm guessing there's a lot of people playing it twice the speed and just... <laughs> <laughs> Chicken Boo, what's the matter with you? You don't act. Well, uh, yeah, so this episode, boy, oh boy, did I ever see an episode that I uh, really liked and then I had, uh, boy, feelings changed <laughs> pretty quickly in this episode. Well, let's talk about the stuff we liked. Uh, Kelly, what are some of the things here in Good Warner Hunting that made you laugh or things that you liked? I I liked seeing Chicken Boo again. That was cool and um, unexpected. I mean, they had been spoiled by people on Twitter so, yeah, because I didn't watch the episode, you know, the day it came out. But um, uh, I, you know, they they kept it a secret, and until he revealed himself when when you watched the episode. And then I I thought it was funny that mime guy uh, was in a like a glass box, and it's not funny that he's like trapped or dead or taxidermied or anything like that. But it was funny that he's in a box because mimes always do the box. See, I I think he's like in two different places. I I saw him mounted as well. I thought it's so it's oh, so weird. I know I saw him in a box. So he was definitely in a box. Like yeah, but I saw glass. like a guy. A he- yeah, I saw a human head with it's you know the, they're all background characters. It could be so it's kind of hard to it's tell. A skull head. No, it had like a clown. It looked like a person with a clownish nose. So that's why I don't know. Maybe I'm seeing things. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but they had. A, I mean, even Mindy's head was up on that. Uh, wall, which was very weird. Yeah, uh, jo- our friend jo- jo- uh, Joanna Davidovich, I should say, I almost gave her a new name there. Joanna Davidovich, uh, who's been on our show, uh, put out a really great uh, video talking about the things she liked about the reboot and the issues that she had. And one of the biggest issues she has with the reboot was really how dark this episode got and uh, all those heads. And she theorized that the whole ending felt kind of tacked on. And I, I kind of agree. I, I kind of feel like they, they were, they were going to go all the way. Like the characters are dead and then went, had to take it back a few steps. But yeah, I feel I, like there was rewrites on this. Like just the fact that the hunter has tiny feet confuses me when chicken Boo has giant feet. Well, and that's true. And <laughs> I will say, 
the tiny feet jokes, I really like those. There's yeah, a lot really of them. Like- There's the, that whole. Let's just talk about the beginning part. Yeah, <laughs> so, I like the beginning part. I liked the um, the tiny feet jokes and the putting the booties on and you know mm-hmm. and talking about you know Senora Grub. I like is, the hunter himself. Like I thought he's his delivery's funny for yeah. all his like I. You know, he makes me like I actually genuinely laughed quite a few times from different things that the hunter was doing and the what the Warners are doing to the hunter. I thought it was really great. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then it got to, and then it actually goes into catching them and then putting them in the thing, and then it just got really weird. And I, I some people liked it, and and I, I just, I guess we should get into some of our issues and. And I'll try to hold back as much as I can. So to let me know if I'm getting to these are my opinions. It doesn't mean that I'm right. It's just my opinions. Um, I I really don't think that number one putting Chicken Boo in that position was in was the correct move uh, for me. I mean, I understand Chicken Boo dresses up like that, but he was never an evil character. Number one. Yeah. Um, never somebody who would try to kill other characters. He was always the most innocent, brainless character on yeah. the original show. The the show because even in the original, he's always he's like there's no there's nothing going on in the brain of Chicken Boo. I mean, he would suddenly you know he'd just be kind of looking off into the distance, like what's that? What's that? What's he's being a chicken? And of course, he would for those moments where you'd have to turn on his his uh, dance moves or yeah, whatever do a ballet or something. Yeah. Like he, he'd do it, but it would be sporadic. And then you go back to being the brainless chicken again. And they kind of did that with this. I mean, obviously he's evil, evil, evil. And then he's brainless sort of, um, but, the, and, and they credit Frank Welker as doing chicken boo's voice, but that did not sound like Frank Welker. I mean, I know Frank Welker is older, but that just sounded like, if I were doing chicken boo, I just go Paca! like that. And uh, you know, that's not how chicken boo is supposed to sound. It's a guy doing a chicken voice. I just don't think it was Frank Welker. I don't know. Maybe he just didn't, was, didn't have the heart into it. He's like, I don't want chicken boo to be evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <Paca! laughs> um, I mean, I assume it's him. Cause I don't know why else he would. I don't know why either, but, but I, I would certainly think like there was some great, you know, easy uh, because you could take from the original uh, series and just pop those in instead. If I, I just, I don't know. The, <laughs> I think, I think the main issue I have with this is that I'm go, I'm going into it. My vision of my interpretation of what I'm seeing on this is being a little clouded with what I've and and you guys have, I've shared this stuff with you. Uh, and I don't want to get into specifics, but the stuff that we've heard from behind the scenes uh, for what's been said by people, the executives kind of behind the show, not Spielberg, not Steven mm-hmm. Spielberg, but for other ones that basically have we've been told that they were not fans of the original series and that one of them, in fact, would outwardly mock and make fun of the original characters and how lame they were and how, you know, things like that. The stuff that we've, we've heard from behind the scenes and stuff, it, it really kind of clouded my, uh, my 
what I'm seeing on this as they don't they wanted to kill off the original characters. Yeah. Um it seems like the stories like the the whole subplot of him collecting all the war like all the animaniacs characters is almost separate pro- like if i cut that out i'd love the episode like yeah and the thing is i do like seeing all the original animaniacs here like it's <laughs> like i'm i'm glad they're in the season but i just yeah. wish they were in in a different capacity but like i'm glad i get to see them again but yeah i i that's why i have like very mixed feelings about this episode where like i think it's one of the funniest there's some of the funniest parts I think are in this episode, but also some of the parts I hate most about season two are in this episode too. Yeah. It's, it just goes to me like, and and you're right. It's like we got, and we knew that the characters were going to have some sort of cameo. It's what mm-hmm. we were told. Like there would be some sort of cameo, some sort of brief appearance. And I, and I guess that if anyone were to come, it'd be chicken boo. That's like, true. You were I was right. Like, I was like, I bet <laughs> if they could get anyone in, most likely it'd be chicken boo. It's, uh, that was a prediction. That was not based off of anything we actually I know, there heard. There was no leaks or anything. That. <laughs> yeah, that was just total Nathan prediction. You got it, Nathan. Good job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. It's just to me when I see stuff like this, it, and I don't think that the writers, I don't think that um, Lucas, um, Crandall's, and Timothy Nash. I don't necessarily think they. I think they. You know, are good guys, and they—they're, you know, I'm sure they're fans and everything of the original series. I just think it's those people in more of the producing side that really wanted to kind of like we need whether it's from genuine a distaste of the original series or whether it's just well, this is our show. We want to make you know this is we're going to put our stamp on the Animaniacs as a as a IP for the future. Whatever the case is, I just feel that it's it just feels it feels like there's a repeated theme of that that's the that was the old show and we're not doing that in this one. Whether it's a song, like we're gonna sing a song, no, we're not gonna sing a song. Yeah, or, that was lame. Yeah. We don't want to sing educational songs. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, just little things like not necessarily just little details of um like not getting the Charlton Woodchuck uh, trivia on this one. That wasn't correct, right? It was, uh, they mentioned yeah. that uh, Charlton Woodchuck appeared as in My so, Father the Tuna in episode 74, which actually that he was in episode 74, but it was the kid in the lid and Charlton played that little, you know, the substitute for the goldfish. And Yeah, and he first appeared in 65. And then yes. Yeah. Um, uh, should we, we haven't gone through all the trivia things well well let's go ahead and go through them real quick let's get through the the references here let's make me less mad um (laughs) (laughs) uh so let's see we got i mean we have uh you know we got rita and runt and skippy and bobby and pesto uh we got mindy buttons we have farfig newton the hip hippos the mime mr skullhead's there uh steven seagull and walter Walter John J. Wolf and God Pigeon and Stink Bomb Bassett and Beanie the Brain Dead Bison are all mentioned. The flame is shown, uh, I, which I suppose he's still alive, right? And at least <laughs> you can't kill a fire if it's still still lit and it's still lit. So although it was in a container having no oxygen, so that it was that's dying. A, yeah, that poor flame. 
Um, and let's see, any other quick thing? I mean, there's obviously just basically a lot of the the characters. Um, and Actoon Baby was the one I. That's got. right, Nathan. Got to say it. Cause... Yeah, that was not in the in the in the wiki. So so what what's the what's the reference here that we they missed here? Oh, uh, one of the tourists sees uh, when when uh, when Walter Grubb is in the Friends Fountain says Actoon Babyfoot. Actoon Babyfoot. Um, and that should be probably a reference to Actoon Baby, which is a U2 album or song. I don't know. It's, a, it's, an, it's an album. album. Yeah, it's an album. I just know from you talking U2 to me, they talk about Actoon <laughs> Baby. Uh, yes, Actoon. I totally missed that one. I thought I did like, you know, certain things of that that tour group, which they've appeared a couple times in this. It's a very long tour going through the Warner Brothers lot throughout these episodes. The um, Bat- oh, and the, the and Batman the versus Superman. The Batman versus Superman uh, joke I thought was pretty funny. And if you look to your left, you'll see the soundstage where they filmed Batman oh. versus Superman. Oh. That was a good one. Uh, the title is a reference to Goodwill Hunting. When I noticed that, I was like, "Good that, Warner Hunting." Good, good point. Good point there. Yes, it's so funny because mm-hmm. the the titles I think often get missed in a lot of the reference guides and stuff like that because either they're at the time you think it's so re- so obvious or you just kind of overlook it and you move on to the the mm-hmm. verbal jokes instead. Um well anyway it, it's it was a I, I wish I wish the 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 side they, I wish they could have found something to do with these side characters other than show them in a quick little angry thing and chase chicken boo off. Um yeah. I think there's a lot of potential in these characters and it's just kind of Sad that this season is not going to feature them more than this. And um, a lot of people are hoping for like, you know, I I see a lot of talk on Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that. Or I hope in season two they have Slappy and they're not going to have any more Slappy. Not in season two. That's for sure. (laughs) Season two is done. Yeah, season two is like wrapped they're just about to do the music on it they're not gonna i I would be incredibly surprised it would be a very last minute thing i would think if they were able to throw in a a slide it's not i mean it's not impossible they could still do it um but do not hold your breath (laughs) yeah yeah it's i mean if they get a season three which like we were saying I, I and I think they would get a season three. I think they'll such, get a season three. I, I they had such a, a big premiere that I think uh, with no I, press. Yeah, exactly. We were the only ones that were doing it for him. So you're <laughs> welcome, Hulu. <laughs> uh, but anyway, is there any other uh, things that we want to talk about for this first segment before we move on to our Pinky in the Brain segment? Kelly, anything else? No, that's not that I can think of. Yeah. Did you have, uh, you got to tell me, Kelly, do you have the same kind of feelings I did on that? Or were you, I don't know. Is it just me? Um, no, I mean, I, I agree mostly. I just, I, I really do feel like they, they are actively trying to distance themselves from the original, like you said. And, um, which is a shame. I mean, yeah, you want to kind of make your own mark and, and be, be a little different. But you also want to sort of respect and, and um, kind of you know pay homage to what was good and what worked because that's what made the show great. I mean that that's why it's existing now is because it was so popular. It's endured for decades. 
Yeah. And and I, I think – and just one last thing. They got it wrong. Chicken Boo is not the least liked character. Oh, yeah. Like what? <laughs> like he – I like Chicken Boo. I know a lot of people like, like Chicken Boo. Um, some I didn't people, see Katie Kaboom anywhere. She, yeah. She, when she was there. She, she, yeah. At the very end, she chases him off. Okay, yeah. I saw Minerva. So, I mean, when you're talking about least favorite characters – well, Katie Minerva. Kaboom, Minerva, Hip Hippos, like those are those are your bottom three. Uh, yeah. I know that the uh, there's there there is a crowd that is for Minerva, but we're not going to yeah. talk about that. No, I'm I'm not saying these are my least favorite. I'm just saying I, that. But I would say that these are the ones that are. Yeah, and if probably, anything, have a hunting duo. Have it be Mister and Mrs. Grub. And then it turns out that they're Hip Hippos because I could actually see the Hip Hippos as more villainous characters. Then he even it, mentions Mrs. Grub and yeah. he's married. Like that's another, I'm like, he's married. Like there's all this background that doesn't make sense to this character that I'm like, he's married, has small feet. And I'm like, Oh, and he's chicken boo. Like, wait, what? Yeah. yeah. So it really seems like a lot of this episode was, was kind I, of half. I think they wrote the Hunter episode, which was like fabulous and great. And then like, Oh, like, Hey, you know, we could make it. So he hunted all the other characters too. Like, Oh, okay. We could do that. Like, yeah. As a, I, that's well, we, my feel like the producers like, Oh, add the other characters in there and it'll be really funny. Like they're all dead. Like, isn't that hilarious? We know for a fact that at least, at least one episode <laughs> had a totally different or at least a, a different ending, not a completely different ending. Mm-hmm. So some endings were changed of these episodes and they were they were like animated and everything. Yeah. Um, and we know that this is not like a <laughs> we heard. No, we know. We know that some at least I'm going to I'm going to assume that a few <laughs> we know of one. <laughs> well, and we also saw the script for the first episode. That That's true. And that so that there's another the one changed. Yeah. So there's been a few episodes then that have definitely had different endings and have changed and changed and changed. And this episode does feel like one that, you know, has yeah. did have some rewrites and changes and I don't like them. <laughs> oh yeah. I didn't, I didn't like that. Re- I'm going to just chalk it up to a rewrite and I say like, great job on your first draft <laughs> of, the, of the first half. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then let's turn on and then move on to the second one right here, which is no brainer. So let's talk about that. No brainer was written by Kathleen Chen and Brian Polk, and it was directed once again by Katie Rice. And Kelly, why don't you tell us what happens here in no brainer? All righty. The pinky, I mean, I'm sorry, brain is um, driving a, a nice car. And he's fleeing from the Yakuza, which is really interesting. And uh, he's on the phone and driving, which is very dangerous. And he's telling (laughs) um, Pinky this plan, but we don't hear the plan. And Pinky doesn't seem to be listening. He says, are you playing that Italian brother's mustache game again? And Pinky's playing Mario Kart. And then he says, look out for the banana peel. And then Brain actually, I guess, drives on a banana peel. Pinky, listen carefully. Here's my plan. Uh-huh. Yup. Uh-huh. Got it. Pinky, did you listen to my plan? Or are you too busy playing that Italian brother's mustache game? Watch out for that banana peel! Pinky, stop talking about that game and...
love this scene. It's a really great action pack. I mean, it's like watching John Wick or something. Yeah. I'm watching this scene. So I, I really love the opening. Um, and so he crashes and wakes up and Pinky's there and, and brain's all banged up. And he says, how long was I out? And Pinky says, oh, you know, five, five years, give or take. And Brain looks, I think, at a newspaper or a TV or something. He says, no, this has only been out two days. And he's like, well, I, I said give or take. <laughs> Maybe it's, oh, dear, I seem to have short-term retrograde amnesia. I don't remember the plan at all. Oh, I do. You do? We were going to put together a list of all the children in the world. Yes, yes. Then, in the middle of the night, under the cover of darkness, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we were going to sneak into all their houses. Go on. And... Presence under their trees. <laughs> he, he, he gives this really evil laugh, <laughs> and um, Brain says, "No, no, no, that's that's Santa Claus. It's not what we do." So, um, and then he asks, "Are you pondering what I'm pondering?" And Pinky says, "But what if our dance routine was stolen by our crosstown rivals? Then we have to go first in the dance off." Which I thought was hilarious. That was <laughs> kind of reminding me of like Bring It On or something. I guess. Yeah. And um. And we all know that Brain loves rhythmic gymnastics, so. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so this gets really so convoluted because since Brain can't remember what he told Pinky, he remembers that the NSA records every phone conversation. So he's going to break into the NSA to get the recording of what he told Pinky. And in order to do that, they have to track down Edward Snowden who, you know, divulged all these secrets and everything and um, I guess revealed that, that everyone is being recorded. So he's in hiding. And so they go visit him and he's obsessed with plants. Like that's his thing. It's interesting. Look, Mr. Snowden, I too am a seeker of truth. Perhaps we can arrange some. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, I'll tell you everything. It's sort of my thing. But I need something in return. If you're breaking into the NSA, I need you to bust out Jenny. I see. Jenny is a secret accomplice, or perhaps the code name of an advanced algorithm? Oh, she's beautiful. I can see why she gets her good looks. Ah, Jenny is a houseplant, of course. Why was I expecting something not ridiculous? You know, Pinky's kind of a little mouse in the big suit this time, and he's driving, and they get through the security guard, and... They love you, and he goes, love you too, and he's like, wait a minute, I don't love you. Now, to get in, you'll need this forged ID card, and then you have to Hello. Um. Remember what Snowden said. Oh, right. Uh. Okay, you can head on in. Thanks. Love you. Love you too. Quickly, you must reach the service entrance before he gets suspicious. Wait a minute, I don't love him. So they're chasing them, and uh, they go in the computer room, and Brain is just in awe because they're surrounded by all these gigantic supercomputers that contain everything. So he manages to get the recording, and they're driving away on a cart in the in the room, and. Pinky's like, no, no, we have to get Jenny because we promised. Pinky, what are you doing? We must make our escape. But we can't leave yet, Brian. We haven't found Jenny. There's no time, Pinky. Besides, Snowden is clearly one CPU short of a motherboard. But you promised, Brian, and a promise is 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 a promise. Fine. As long as you promise to stop talking. 
And so they go find the plant Jenny and drive back out. And again, this is kind of a fast pace, you know, just fleeing out. And then they, they park and Snowden comes out and he gets the plant. He's hugging it. And <gasps> Jenny, goodness, you've gotten so big. <laughs> oh, I promise I'll never leave again. Albright, isn't it touching? Yes, there certainly is a lot of touching. Then Snowden takes this like grappling hook and like flees off into the distance. And, you know, he's like bathed in this like, you know, soft light, uh, romantic light while he does this interesting. And then uh, I finally listen to the recording and there's a neurotoxin that makes people sneeze. I have discovered a neurotoxin that makes humans constantly feel like they're about to sneeze. But the only source is a rare exotic fern that used to belong to Edward Snowden. We must break into the NSA and steal that plant. Pinky starts messing with a grappling hook. I don't know why. And then he goes out of the car and into the car. He says his life flashed before his eyes. Got him! I just saw my whole life flash before my eyes. There, there was a part where we were in the car together, and then, shoot, I flew out of the car, and then we were back in the car together again. Oh, it has been a good life, my friend. No. And um, he starts driving off, and Brain tells him that he needs to learn how to drive, and then he drives off a cliff, and he's like, don't worry, Brain, the Italian mustache brother will save us. The end. <laughs> Well, this uh, this Peaky the Brain was uh, definitely a, a breath of fresh air from the the first Warner segment for me. I, it was just good old classic, you know, for the most part, uh, Pinky the Brain. We have more Russia stuff once again. <laughs> They're obsessed with Russia this season. They no, really, back to Russia. Really, <laughs> which, hey, Russia's back in the news once again. I guess we had a major um, security hack today or in the, some t- the last few days. Well, like six months ago that it started. Uh, so. Oh, great. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so good old Russia. Oh Russia, what are you gonna do? <laughs> uh, but anyway, this is this is a, a pretty classic uh, Pinky the Brain stuff. Uh, let's talk about the stuff we liked, and I guess uh, Edward Snowden is the main reference, which you know he was, and Mario Kart is referenced. In case you didn't realize that the mustached Italian man is Mario, uh, <laughs> but Edward Snowden was a real whistleblower, and he fled to Russia and got uh, sanctuary there. He's still yeah. there, right? Maybe he's the one. Yeah, maybe he's the one that hacked into uh, the American system. I don't know. It's got to be got to be doing something for the Russians, I suppose, right? In order for them to be giving them, uh, giving him sanctuary there. But who knows? Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Uh, well, at any rate, let's talk about the stuff that we liked about this uh, pingy the brain. Let's start with you, Nathan. What are some uh, things in here that you liked? Um, I liked when Pinky's in his little. Uh suit of his man suit he has to hand over his card and like just do what edward snowden said and of course edward Snowden whispered the instructions to him so he's whispers to the guy (laughs) that made me laugh audible whispers yeah that was the that was the one thing i I think in this whole episode that i i verbally just laughed out loud for that part that that really got me right there yeah it's so funny and then of course the i love you i love you too Yes, I don't Hurry love him. Hurry before he realizes something's <laughs> I don't love that guy. Yeah, I don't love so him. That, that 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 whole exchange was very funny. Um uh I 
I do wonder like how they get out of this falling off a cliff. Like it's, I don't know. I feel like usually the pinky in the brains would end as like, oh, we're back in the lab or <laughs> back something. Back in the lab, yes. But like, so it's a very, and that that's the only part that didn't feel like a pinky in the brain was the very end. Of, we're just kind of like, oh, and just ends. Like, yeah, I you, think they should have, I don't know. The, it has the, a, a very different beginning and a very different ending, right? Because the beginning. Yeah. I, I, the, the term, I believe the term is in media res. Right for in the middle of things, it's like when your when your movie starts off in a which you know, I like. Yeah, I like that. I thought that was great. So I guess if you're gonna start it off with this action, you got to end it with some action thing. So yeah, sure, fine. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I thought uh, it was very very funny. Lots of uh, uh, funny pinky lines in this for sure. I like the uh, brains lines personally. My my I was you know the just the whole I will do whatever you say to make this. <laughs> What does he say? He says, I will do whatever you say exchange. to make this interaction yeah. end. Um, or, yeah. or like or, or like Kelly, when you mentioned the, you know, oh, it's so touching. Oh, yes, that certainly is a lot of touching. Um, this uh, a- the pinky, as he, when he describes his whole life passing through his eyes, it's funny, where he's, he's like, first I started off in the car, and then I was outside of the car, and then we were back in the car again. Oh, it was, what a wonderful life I've lived. Where yeah. So the brain thinks he describing. has memory problems. It's like, well, yeah. pinky, pinky's really, and pinky I mean, does just fine. Yeah. I thought um, for a second it would be funny if uh, if the plan really was something like Santa, where pinky was telling him the actual plan. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What if actually, it did have to do with Santa. That, that would have been funny. That would have been funny. Like, yeah, and it did kind of make me like, okay, so it's a plant that makes you feel like you're always about to sneeze. But Edward Snowden apparently has built up kind of like Wesley in Princess Bride. He's he's uh, built up a uh, you know, he iocane powder does not bother him anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this plant, Jenny, just he loves him, so, it loves it so much. He it won't make him sneeze. Um, and, you know, at any rate, it's it's some cute moments right here. Um, yeah, it was. It was it was fun. Anything else? Oh, I guess I should mention. Why is the security guard working at this? This poor security guard has this horrible claustrophobic uh, <laughs> disability. They need to do some more, you know, workplace accommodations for this poor guy. That he's going. He, and as soon as he gets into an elevator, he has a massive claustrophobic attack. Um, so I did feel sorry for that that <laughs> security guard at the NSA. But uh, any other moments that you guys want to mention that you, you thought were funny? Uh, Kelly, any anything from you? No, I think I mentioned everything. All right. Well, I guess let's go ahead and wrap it up with Ralph Cam. And Ralph Cam was written by Jordan Vandina, and it was directed by Katie Rice. And this is a different kind of uh, – I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and call it a filler uh, kind of cartoon. Um, it's – Silent. There is zero music. There's only the sound of, I guess, the the tape playing. Uh, but it basically covers Ralph uh, going to sleep, like he does, in his uh, little shack, and not doing his job. And uh, Billy, I don't know, he has a medical condition. He went to sleep and he just fell asleep for a day or so, <laughs> uh, while the Warners, of course, are. Um, wreaking havoc and they end up going into like a Halloween truck uh, that is going through the studio 
and a vampire is inside this Halloween prop uh, truck, and the vampire is real. Dracula basically is chasing them all around. It goes into this kind of little plot of how are they going to stop a vampire. So they take the little guardrail, break it into wooden stakes, and it looks like they're going to use that, but it doesn't work. The vampire grabs both Yakko and Dot, and he's about to get Wacko, but Wacko grabs uh, Ralph's... Oh, wait, I forgot to mention a a thing. There's a, a blood, a discount blood bank truck came in so they laid a trap for the vampire they put little bags of blood all over ralph so they go to they go to chasing around doesn't work the vampire is just about to get wacko but wacko gets into ralph's fridge and opens up a bottle of kimchi which really smells and the vampire turns into a bat and flees to go kill somebody else in burbank i don't know (laughs) the vampire survives but uh, that's pretty much it. it. There's zero music, zero sound. It's uh, animated uh, pretty well. But uh, I didn't really see any references to anything. But what did you guys think about this? Uh, Kelly, let's start with you. It made me think of like those found footage kind of movies, you know, like Paranormal Activity. And yeah. Kind of yeah. It just, and even the, the silence. It was a little creepy, really. It seems like they could have expanded on it. Like, why why not have multiple camera angles throughout the whole studio? You know, like, uh, I guess that might make it a little too long and maybe make it a little too spooky, perhaps. But yeah, it did kind of have that feeling of a of a thing. But I'd love to see multiple camera angles on this one um, and to see it something like this a little longer. Uh, what about you, Nathan? Um, I thought it was fine it was like funny enough uh <laughs> yeah i wonder if um like when they're pulling uh things out of the hat at the beginning of the episode it's like well the first one was like a narcoleptic cow who's also a vampire this is a reference to this cam uh ralph cam uh i mean he's not a cow but he's kind of <laughs> large um and there's also a vampire there so i mean i guess you know, it connects right Sure, I'm going to say connects. So we got another connection. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, he's definitely narcoleptic because like, he just drank a cup of coffee. And then as soon as he sits down, he falls asleep for 24 hours almost. That's true. Okay, so that's a good connection. We're calling it a connection. Okay. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating. Well, what do you guys think? Out of five water towers, how many water towers would you give today's episode? Nathan, I'm starting with you once again. How many would you give? It's such a hard one. Uh, you know, um, there are parts that I really, really loved. Um, and there were parts that I really didn't like. So um, I'll just give it a, a kind of a medium-ish. Uh, I'll do three... I'm trying. Yeah, I'll do three, three water towers. All yeah. right. And Kelly, what about you? I'm gonna go with three and a half. I really liked the Pinky and the Brain. Thought it was funny and very well written. Um, and it was good to see some, you know, familiar characters and the Animaniacs. But 
I, I don't know. I, it was just kind of dark and, um, you know, it was nice to see them all alive and okay at the end, but it, it was just, it was an odd, odd decision to go that, that way. Yeah. I, I got to go with a, and I almost want to give it a two, but just because of that first segment was just, I really have such strong feelings about it. And again, some of that stuff, I don't want to, I don't want to get into it because number one, it's just it, the stuff that we've heard from behind the scenes comes from people that I don't think are even working on the production anymore. So they might have an ax to grind, but the stuff that I've heard <laughs> affects my opinion of this, <laughs> of this episode and the stuff that we've seen. It's like you seen said, Kelly, I don't feel that they were necessarily respecting the original stuff as much as they could not necessarily that they should, but that they could, it seems kind of being, it's a weird feeling. So I'll give it a 2.5, but that's only because of the pinky in the brain uh, was, I thought, really strong. Um, and the vampire one was cute like that, that even though I wish I kind of wish there was a little bit of music in it because I think that adds so much to the scene. Um, but that kind of shows how strong the ending segment, I guess, was comedy wise that it still didn't necessarily need it to to be amusing, you know, but that's it for our water tower rating. So I guess an average of three, which, you know, that's not bad. Not bad. Uh, let's go ahead and get to our contact information. Nathan, where can people reach you online? Oh, Joey, I'm on Twitter. Django FT. That's me. And Kelly, what about you? I'm also on Twitter. Yoda princess. Y O D A P R N C S S. Email me at Kelly at big shiny robot.com. All right. And, uh, as for the Animaniacast, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And you can uh, join our RetroZap Discord channel by going to discord.animaniacast.com. Uh, we have pretty soon coming up our 200th episode, ladies and gentlemen. Can't believe it. We've been doing, we've been podcasting about Animaniacs for about four and a half years now, which is insane. Um, hopefully... Hopefully, well, not everything's not set in stone quite yet. Hopefully, we'll have a really good, cool 200th episode coming up. I hope you all enjoy. Uh, but until then, if you want to get in contact with us, check out Facebook, Instagram. You can send us an email by going to animanicast at retrozap.com and send it to there. Speaking of Retrozap, subscribe to the Retrozap podcast feed because we are a proud member of the Retrozap podcast community. And there's fantastic podcasts that you can get uh, delivered straight to your device for free, including this one. So just, just do it. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. So for Nathan Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respected trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated.